Welcome to the Hidden Acres Podcast, coming to you from Hidden Acres Christian Center in Dayton, Iowa. We are pleased to bring you the audio from some of our 2022 High School Week seminars. This seminar was taught by Kenzie Kraling, a ministry resident right here at Hidden Acres. The seminar title was Confessing Sin. She uses a lot of visuals in this seminar, but I think she describes them well enough that it'll make sense. Enjoy! Uh, My name is Mackenzie Kraling. I am the women's ministry intern here at camp this summer, Um, and I honestly have zero qualifications to be leading this seminar. I am an almost college graduate from University of Northern Iowa. Go Cats. And anyone here likes Panthers? Shout out. Um, <laughs> and I studied elementary ed, which just basically means uh, that I know how I know about child development and know about classroom management. I can cut out shapes really well, and I can almost color within the lines. Um, but I am no theologian, and I am no Bible expert. Uh, however, I am a sinful person in needs of God's grace and forgiveness every single day. So because of this, uh, I've just been taught the importance of sin confession and feel, feel really, really passionate about sharing that with you. So I know that this can be an uncomfortable topic uh, because confessing sin is honestly uh, asking you to open up about some of the hardest things in your life and some of the things that you have probably sworn to yourself that you're never going to share with anyone. Uh, however, confessing sin is like a muscle. So the more that you do it, the stronger it's going to get. Uh, yeah. So before we jump into the different parts of sin confession, uh, I wanted to just briefly talk about holiness. So, uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of graphs and whiteboarding. So if you want to take notes, this would be the time to grab your pen and paper. Otherwise, I don't know, go off. Uh, I also did not come up with like really anything that I'm talking about. These are things that I've learned from other seminars or from people who are much wiser than me. So you can actually, you know, take it as valuable because I didn't come up with it. So, uh, yeah, the thing is with holiness is if you're wanting to be pursuing the Lord, uh, that's through holiness and that's through obedience in that way. So I am going to draw a graph. So on the bottom, we're measuring time, and then on the side, we're measuring holiness. One part of it is that we are going to be growing in our knowledge of God's holiness. So this is knowledge of God's holiness. So, um, yeah, the more we're pursuing the Lord and the more we're growing in our relationship with him, the more we're recognizing his holiness and how perfect he is. Um, But also through that, we're growing in our practice in holiness. So, right? So like the more time that goes on, uh, the more we're growing in our practice of holiness. Um, And at the very beginning, when we know little about God's holiness and we're very limited in our practice of holiness, our need for the gospel and our understanding of our need for Christ is very little. So the more and more we grow in God's holiness and understanding that, and the more we grow in practicing holiness ourselves the greater the need for Jesus, and the greater our understanding of our need for Jesus becomes, and the greater we recognize, um, yeah, how we needed him to die on the cross so we could be in relationship with him. So I just wanted to unpack that and explain that uh, before we talk about the sin in our life for the reason that a lot of times when we address brokenness in our hearts and in our life, the more we can feel distant from God and the further we can feel from God. Like when we see how broken we are and see how holy God is, it can feel like 
we are so far away from him, and that's not the case. Um, yeah, he's still <coughs> extremely close to us, and he's never leaving our side in the midst of it. Uh, we're just recognizing our neediness for him more and more. And we're pursuing holiness not so that God will love us more, but we can show him how much we love him. That makes sense. So there are two parts of sin confession that I'm going to talk about. Uh, the first one is pretty simple. It's confessing your sin to God. So when it comes to confessing sin to God, it's something that you can do directly with God. And I know, um, yeah, a lot of you know that. Like, this is done through prayer. So you don't need to do this through a pastor or a spiritual leader. You just, you pray to God, and there's not special language or words that you have to use in order to be forgiven. You just have to acknowledge that you sin, um, address the specific sin, and turn away from it, a.k.a. repenting. So in 1 John 1, 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And then again in Proverbs 28, 13, it says, Whoever conceals their sin does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. So that's number one. When we're confessing our sin, we need to confess our sin to God. The second part of sin confession is typically the more difficult part of it, um, and it's what we're going to spend the rest of our time talking about. The second part of it is confessing our sins to each other. So it's super important to share, to share the deepest parts of our heart with another person. James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. When it comes to sharing the really difficult things in our life, I recognize that a lot of hurt can come from that. I personally have countless stories where I have shared things in my life with another person and they've gone and taken that information and shared it with other people. Like, you guys have felt that before, right? So that sucks. Like, those moments where people take the intimate parts of our life that took us a lot of courage to open up about and then use it against us can feel uh, really daunting to then be encouraged to share the hard things in our life later. It can be almost like a stumbling block that leaves us not wanting to confess our sins. Um, you know, the famous, the popular quote that goes like, hurt people hurt people, right? Uh, there's a book by Jenny Allen called Find Your People, and she wrote in it that only forgiven people can truly forgive. So if you're wanting to live a life of forgiveness towards other people, and if you want other people to forgive you, uh, yeah, that's something that you're going to need to practice as well. So forgive the people who have caused hurt in your life and have are leading you to not want to confess your sins. Also, we have a desire to be fully known and fully loved. We recognize that only God can completely fill those things. Like, even I will never fully know myself, which is something that keeps me up at night, but whatever. Uh, however, we can try our best with the other people in our life to know them as well as we can and to love them the best that we can. And part of that is being vulnerable. Because the, the really difficult thing to understand is that you only be as close to a friend as you are vulnerable with them. I'm going to say that again because that just stings a little bit that you will only be as close to a friend as you are vulnerable with them. C.S. Lewis said it in his book, Four Loves, to love is to be vulnerable. Transparency is a way of life. Being authentic and vulnerable takes courage and practice, but it pays off for two big reasons. Number one, you're living in obedience, and number two, you're growing in depth 
with the relationships in your life. Now, I am going to go through four different roots of our sin, and then I'm going to show you guys this thing called the repenter's quadrant, all right? So a lot of times in our life when we are asked to repent our sins or like or recognize our sins, uh, there's a lot of times a deeper root behind why we are sinning. So the first one is pleasure. So one of the roots of sin can be pleasure. We just want to be happy. So a sin that kind of can fall under this, this umbrella of pleasure or come from the root of pleasure is like selfishness. So the moments where you don't want to, to bring other people in or you're just being selfish or greed, um, greed with money or greed with the things that you have in your life, not wanting to, to give those to other people. Um, yeah, another thing that comes to mind with pleasure is like sex before marriage or sex with your boyfriend or girlfriend or pornography or anything like that. Uh, these are sins that can come from the root of pleasure. The next root that we're going to talk about is significance. Um, so the idea behind that is we want to matter. So with that, the sin with those, this can be a ton of different things. But for example, it can be pride. So wanting to, to show off the accomplishments that you've done in your life, wanting to boost yourself up and show other people how great you are in a prideful way, that can come from wanting to matter. Um, also, yeah, sex with your boyfriend or girlfriend can come from a desire of wanting to be significant. So yeah, the next one is approval. So we're wanting to be loved. So some things that I thought of within that is partying or lying or things like that. You, you pursue those things because the root and the desire deep down is you're wanting to be loved by other people. And then the last root of sin is security. So we're wanting to feel safe. Uh, the things that come to mind with that one is money, greed, lying, stuff like that. So whenever it comes down to confessing sin, we not only want to confess the act and the thing that we did wrong, but also the root behind it, because that's where we're really going to be able to flee from our sin. All right, I'm going to draw the repentance squad right now, which is probably one of my favorite tools ever. So... Yeah. The other thing too is like, we're talking a lot about sin um, and then sharing that with other people and using this tool as a tool to do that with other people. However, this can also be used for like mental health. So like in sharing about like mental health struggles, we recognize that like that is not struggling with depression and anxiety um, and anything like that is not directly a sin. Uh, but no, like this also applies for that, like opening up and sharing the difficult things in our life when it comes to mental health. So back to the repentance quadrant, I'm gonna draw just like this. And then on this side, we have apathy. We have action over here. So apathy is just to not do anything, to not care, uh, just a lack of concern. And then action is doing something about it. And then at the top is confess. And the bottom is concealed. So within this, the first one in this top left corner is apathy and conceal. So it's someone who doesn't really, isn't really doing anything, isn't changing anything that they're doing in their life, but they're talking about it. So this is who we like to call the talker. So 
they're the kind of person that goes to youth group or their small group and will share the things that they're wrestling with, but have no intent to change uh, their behavior or their actions. So, uh, yeah, this could be someone who goes and is saying, like, man, I'm really, really struggling with gossip. And then they proceed to just continue in their ways of gossip. Or someone who comes and says, man, I'm really, really struggling with partying. And I just, like, have this desire to go out and drink and get drunk. And then the next weekend, you see that they're going out and getting drunk and doing nothing to set up uh, ways to prevent them from falling into the sin. So the talker is someone, yeah, they go, they share what they're struggling with with people, which is a difficult thing to do, but then they're not changing their behaviors in any way. The next one is someone who's hiding everything. They're not talking about it with anyone, but they're taking action. So this is what we like to call the hider. Yeah, like I said, they're, they're keeping it in the dark. They're not telling anyone about it, but they want to change their ways. They recognize that they're living in sin and they want to do something. Or, no, I'm so sorry. This is the fixer. This is the fixer. My bad. This is the fixer. So they're, they're hiding in their ways, but they want to do stuff about it. So this just leads uh, to them being like, I can handle it on my own, which is a sin in itself of pride, thinking that, Hey, I don't need to let anyone in on it. It's fine. Um, I can figure it out by myself. So a common sin that falls under this is sexual sin. So sin of, yeah, like sleeping with your boyfriend or girlfriend or pornography or masturbation. Like that falls under the fixer category so much where people are, they, they struggle with it, but they don't want to share it with anyone and they recognize that it's wrong. Uh, so they just, they try to figure out themselves and they don't talk about it with anyone. Not great. Okay, this last corner, apathy, conceal, is the hider. This is where I'm gonna try hider, all right? So this is the most dangerous area to be. So they don't care and they don't wanna change. They don't care to talk about it and they don't care to change their actions in any way. Um, this is just someone who is living in their sin, living habitually, um, and don't care to talk about it with anyone, um, don't care to change their behavior. This can go for really any sin at all. Like you see it all the time. And it's all three of these come with a pride issue of I'm going to talk about it so people think, the talkers, like I'm going to talk about it so people think uh, that I'm handling and figuring out my sin, but I'm actually not going to do anything. And then the fixer is like, I absolutely do not want people to know about the things I'm struggling with, uh, but I know that it's wrong, so I want to change my behavior. And then the hider has a pride problem where they're like, eh, I don't really care to change anything, and I especially don't care to talk to anyone. So our goal is to move into an area of where we're confessing and where we're taking action, and this is the repenter. Yay! So the repenter is someone who's actively talking to people about their sin and the things that they're struggling with, and they're also taking action to change their behavior. So within this, I, have, I can probably list multiple different sins of my personal walk with the Lord of where I've fallen into it, where I've leaned towards being a talker, towards a fixer, and definitely towards a hider. And recognizing where you lie within this repenter's quadrant is the first step in order, in order to move towards a repenter.
So the other thing is you don't need to tell everyone you interact with your current sin that you're struggling with. So this means that not every single person you interact with will it be appropriate to share everything going on. You're going to have an inner circle of people in your life that it's appropriate uh, to bring these issues up with. So it can be like your small group, your youth group, your best friends, but you want them to be believers. Uh, The reason why you want to have intentional confession between believers is because if they know you but don't know God, they're just going to celebrate the sins that Jesus died for. So it won't help you become the person that you're meant to be. Within this, like, I have had so many situations in my walk where I have just told people, like, hey, I'm really struggling uh, with this. And then they are like, ugh, it's literally not that big of a deal. It's so fine. And that's no way, shape, or form going to help me pursue action. So I'm confessing, um, but I'm not having people ask me to pursue action. So I'm just in this talker phase. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, The other thing, like an example with it, is if uh, you're sharing with someone that you're struggling uh, with sleeping with your boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh, and that's something that they also think is totally fine. Like that is just gonna, they're just gonna encourage it. They're gonna be like, hey, good for you. But that doesn't help you in any way. And it's gonna be a challenge for you to like explain to them why you're struggling with it and why you want to be repenting from it. The other thing is don't paint your sin a better shade than it actually is. It's sin, like it's gross and it's not enjoyable. And it's, there's a reason why it's so hard to talk about, and it's because it's not something that we're supposed to be um, celebrating. So a lot of times in sin confession, I absolutely have fallen into this ditch where I will be sharing something, I'll be in like a, a group of people, and I will be like, yeah, I'll share something going on in my life, and it'll be something that happened years ago, or something that I am not actively struggling with, for the sake of coming across as vulnerable, but not actually sharing the real things in my life or on my heart in that moment. So yeah, I used to be always considered extremely vulnerable and authentic, but deep down in my heart, I knew that I wasn't actually sharing the difficult things. So that means, yeah, talking about the things right now, even if you don't have a game plan of the next steps that you're gonna take or the changes that you're gonna make, because if you're talking with the right people, they're gonna help you make a game plan. Uh, The other thing, is if you have talked with these people about a specific sin over and over and over uh, and you don't seem to be making changes, like don't give up on confessing that sin. I led a connection group uh, two years ago and we had a, it's a salt connection group. So we had a salt message that was all about sexual sin, which is, The reason why I keep going back to that one is because it's one of the more difficult things to confess and to open up about. So we had a big seminar, a big session about sexual sin with insult, and then we had a connection group that Tuesday. So uh, in connection group, we had a couple options of the things that we could talk about, and I listed them out. I was like, oh, we could could talk about this or this, or we can talk about uh, the message, which specifically touched on porn and masturbation, and it was just crickets. So a lot of the time in sin confession, it's doing the taking the uncomfortable step of like bringing up something that you know no one wants to talk about, but you find important to talk about. 
And with that, so many girls opened up about their struggle within that and talked about the ways that, yeah, they've struggled and how it's not just a one-time thing. Uh, Cause that's the other ditch that we can fall into so many times when we're confessing sin is being like this, it only happened one time. I'm over it. I'm past it. But when we own up to our sin for what it actually is and the way it's affecting our heart, that's where we're able to actually um, move into this action area and not just be a talker, fixer, or hider. So uh, the next thing is it takes courage and humility to confess, which I kind of just touched on a little bit, uh, was how other people may not confess the things in their life, and that's okay. If you're in a group of people and you feel called to like confess what's going on in your life, and no one else follows you, that doesn't mean that you're extra broken than them. Like that doesn't mean that there's something more wrong with you or that they're not struggling. What it means is that you recognize that sin grows in darkness and you recognize that uh, one of the most humble things that we can do is to share the things that we're struggling with. Also the idea of, oh man, like what are they gonna think of me? They're probably just gonna think that you're really, really honest. And if they think less of your character, that's a reflection of them and not you. Because the more we allow sin to contaminate our heart, the more it creates a barrier to the intimacy between you and God. So we want to be confessing sin for the sake of our relationship with God, but also it allows us to go deep in our friendships. Don't overcomplicate confessing sin. Uh, so it doesn't need to always be this super serious conversation between people. It doesn't need to be like... A super down environment it can be really casual as long as you're getting your point across and recognizing what your sin is as what it is um, and then also don't minimize it so don't just brush past it act like it's super casual that's really all that i have that's all that i have typed out and prepared for you all but this is something that i think is extremely important uh, and it's something that in order to see the changes in your life and in your small group and in your youth group, it takes one person to be the one who's willing to be vulnerable. So if you're frustrated that other people in your life aren't confessing sin, that probably means that it's it's your job and it's the role that you have to be the one to start confessing sin and other people will follow if they recognize the importance of it. But yeah, feel free to come and ask questions. I know that I like sped write through all of this stuff. Um, and I have a lot more thoughts, but just didn't write it out on paper. So yes, I'm going to pray for us. And then you guys are free to go. God, thank you for another day here at camp. God, thank you for the opportunities we have um, to just learn more about you and, and learn about the ways that we can grow in holiness. God, I pray for these people specifically in this room uh, that you can just work in them God, that they can leave this place and leave camp this week um, with a desire to talk about the sins that they're struggling with and the hard things that they're facing. God, I pray that you can give them courage and humility to be willing to do that. God, I pray that they can be a light to the people in their life outside of camp um, in so many different ways. God, I pray that you give them the tools and the opportunities to go out and share about how much they need Jesus. God, the more we learn about how holy and good you are, the more we recognize how desperately we need you. So God, I pray that these people here, um, and also for myself, that you can just uh, equip us to be reminded of that and to share that with other people. God, we love you so much, and we are so thankful for you. In your name we pray. Amen.